Hello and welcome to this week's edition of BPM Pod, the podcast where we get behind people's music. Thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Ashley Scrace Vendel. Really good to be here talking to you this week on this week's episode. Got to apologise in advance that the sound quality has dropped a little. It's because the uh, the windows are open in this apartment. It's rather warm in here. Pretty, pretty warm. Um, and I don't really want to die from some sort of exhaustion. So the sound quality is not quite as isolated as you are normally used to. But the show must go on anyway. And I do think in this time of, you know, this whole virus and one thing and another that we're kind of used to a dip in sound quality actually now we've replaced things with zoom and skype and uh, whatever other providers there are out there i kind of feel like we're used to this slight dip in production quality these days speaking of the virus um gigs when are we going to get back to gigs i heard the other day that now gigs are streamed via an app which i mean is cool but at the same time just seems uh Kind of like not really a gig. I mean, isn't this what sort of YouTube is for or what listening to stuff digitally is for? Just to see these sort of bootlegs? Um, Doesn't really feel like a gig all that much to me. It'll be really, really great when we actually can go back to gigs. I just don't know when that will be. Maybe they'll only let people in who are inoculated or something. But uh, I really hope that hurries up. Um, My last sort of gig memory was a long time ago now um, because gigs were cancelled long before then. I can't even remember when it was and what it was, Um, which probably shows you the gig wasn't very good. But I really can't wait until we sort of get back to some form of normality. What was the last gig you actually went to? Uh, Do you have sort of gig memories? I'd be interested to hear what your last gig you went to was. So please do get in touch and let me know. When exactly did your gig journey end in this whole virus nonsense that we've all had to live with? Uh, Do get in touch and let me know about that. The things have I got to report quickly before we jump into the meat of this episode, which, by the way, is just a review episode this week, as I'm still editing the Hans Anderson uh, podcast, which is taking a little longer than I thought. It's a really wide-ranging interview with a fantastic producer, guitarist, singer, songwriter, and uh, yeah, we're going to sort that out soon. I watched A Star Is Born for the first time uh, the other week, and that was a long time after initial release. I think it had kind of been overhyped in in the time that I hadn't seen it. And I'd read so many reviews and so many sort of spoilers as to what happens and seen interviews and stuff that obviously it didn't quite live up to what I expected. But I just found it overall disappointing. Um, all this talk of it being best film at the Oscars and stuff like that, it, it was far too much. It was a very standard movie. And sure, the performances are great. The music is great. The sound is great. But... The story itself is so cliche and melodramatic and I mean Bradley Cooper's character is just among the most self-indulgent sort of worst aspects of so many singer-songwriters I know who you know have to have an alcohol problem they have to be in some sort of pain they have to write music from this point of pain and just this kind of nonsense fake feminist sensitive guy profile and it's always guys and you know actually they're not they're just horrible people they're just narcissistic horrible people and Bradley Cooper reminded me so much of so many characters and so many musicians I've met that fit that mold it was 
quite off-putting, actually, to watch the film. Um, I also found some of the elements of it just really downright rude and a little bit sort of down on pop music, a little bit down on women in music. And I don't know, I just kind of found the whole thing a bit uncomfortable. Um, I, yeah, I just didn't get on with it all that well. I mean, it was still good. It's still past the time. It's not by any means the worst movie I've seen. And in terms of musical films, it's not as bad as Bohemian Rhapsody in any way. Um, that, that is a true hurricane of absolute urine but yeah disappointing definitely and i realize i'm late to the game on that one but uh yeah relatively disappointing viewing experience i must admit so with that little bit of preamble out of the way what have we actually got coming up on today's episode well it's going to be a quick review episode of some new music that's out there and about um as i say the hans anderson podcast is coming up and i wanted to talk about a few new songs that are out some that are not very well known some that are very well known but all songs i think you should be checking out so uh, let's kick it off this week with a band who we've mentioned many times on here and have appeared many times on this podcast and that's molly's peck uh molly's peck i think i talked about this briefly a few weeks ago had a new uh, album out called hope you don't mind that was released a little while ago a quick seven track collection of singles and things that are already out there. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a great little, great little thing. I think I wrote a little bit about it uh, previously, so this is more of a reminder to go check it out. The title track, Hope You Don't Mind, is probably my favorite on there, actually, and uh, You Should Know, which is one that I've sort of tried to cover in a very sort of melancholic piano way. Um, I'll have to play that to them one day, I guess. Um, yeah, there's a couple of tracks on there that don't really do anything much for me. Ray of Light, I, I, I just don't really get on with, and I'm not really 100% sure why. Um, it's not even that it's a bad track at all, and I don't want to shit on people's work, you know? Like, you, you don't want to do that, but... Um, and I don't want to because they're my friends also. But it just doesn't... I don't know, something just doesn't connect with me, and I, I don't really know why, and I don't think that's necessarily the fault of them or the song. I just think... I think music exists in a way that there are just some songs you connect with, some songs you don't, and that doesn't necessarily mean they're bad. I absolutely love the music that they produce. They're two fantastic people. Their band is great. They've just uh, assembled such a great sort of vibe and this real cool sort of blue-eyed soul that I haven't heard for a while since maybe Joss Stone, Alicia Keys, I guess, are the last sort of couple that I can really remember. But yeah, Ray of Light doesn't gel with me all that well. But otherwise, I think it's a pretty superb album. And uh, all of that stuff is out there on the interwebs, wherever it is you get your music. So definitely go and check that out. That's Hope You Don't Mind by Molly's Peck. Another person we've talked about a lot on the podcast before and has also been a host at some point or another is uh, Chris Meinhardt. And uh, he released a song not too long ago called Sunset Rails. And Vinehart released a song not too long ago. I would say of their releases, it's the most accessible. Uh, let's put it that way. Uh, it's definitely firmly in the indie pop rock vibe. It's got this kind of... Um, it reminded me most of a band when I used to play computer games actually and there's soundtrack to a game then that included the band yellow card and uh, i think it had like blink 182 on it and uh 
stuff like that. It kind of reminds me, yeah, of something towards Angels and Airwaves uh, kind of feel to it, which I know that is not 100% what Vinehart go for. I mean, you can listen to some of their other stuff, Magnum Opus, and a few other things that are much more into the metal sort of category. So this is firmly in the indie rock category, but it's a great tune, a really decent song. The ultimate review, as with Molly's Peck, comes from uh, my daughter, Ella, and if she falls asleep to the song, then it means uh, that it's good. And she fell asleep to uh, Molly's Peck's album, Hope You Don't Mind, and to Vinehart's Sunset Rails. So uh, she obviously found it quite a soothing, calming experience. So really, her review is all that matters. And uh, yeah, so she loved them. So great songs, superb. Vineheart, by the way, have got a few things out and about. Uh, they recently performed at Huxley's, um, which you can find via a channel called Strock.tv. That's S-T-Rock.tv. I think it's a word that sort of means streaming rock together. And they were recently at Huxley's, and I would definitely check that gig out. Really, really cool. Uh, Chris was going so hard with the headbanging, though, then he's actually uh, dislocated, a, a, I think, a bone in his spine or in his neck. He's injured himself, like, quite, quite badly. Um, so if that isn't dedication to putting on a great show and a great gig, even in these weird times, then I don't really know what is. So definitely go and check that out. And you can find that on strock.tv, and that's on YouTube. And I think if you just Google strock.tv, strock.tv, you'll find it. German narrated channel and uh, really, really good stuff. And talking of Strock TV, it's a bit of a promo for them this week, really, because while I was looking at the Huxley session for Weinhardt, I also found a few others out there. Uh, a guy called Nader Rahi. I don't know if I've said that correctly. Uh, he performed also on this Strock TV thing. And uh, kind of cool vibe he's got there. And I've really got to check out more of his uh, his work. Uh, that's Nader, N-A-D-E-R. And I think the last name is Rahi. But I apologize in advance if I'm saying that wrong. That's R-A-H-Y. So Nader, N-A-D-E-R, Rahi, R-A-H-Y. Definitely check that out, and uh, we'll link that also. It's got a cool kind of Cat Stevens vibe, I feel, with his stuff. Um, very sort of slow, plodding, melancholic, acoustic, dreamy folk, I would call it. But the vibes and touches kind of give me a blend of Cat Stevens and a little bit of a guy called Mount Erie. Um, a guy also who I check out if you can. Mount Erie, really, really great musician.
Another band I wanted to talk about very, very quickly is a band called Birgit, or Birgit, depends I guess how you say it, Birgit, or Birgit, B-I-R-G-I-T, Birgit Jones. And uh, I actually caught these, speaking of the Strock or S-T-Rock TV live streams from Huxley's, I actually caught them there. I don't really know how to describe this um, kick-ass group of women, really, like really badass, sort of heavy, raw... Uh, rock, glam rock. I think they describe themselves, um, correct me if I'm wrong, as alternative post-glam doom or something like that. Um, I wouldn't say it's just alternative rock. Like, not at all. It's really not. It's more so than that. It's more almost jam rock in some places, almost stoner and then almost bits of metal. Uh, I could definitely hear influences of um, Led Zepp, a little bit of uh, Black Sabbath for me, I hear in there. But most of all, actually, I can hear sort of echoes, or if you wanted a good pun, beats of Heart. Uh, the American, uh, I don't know, really know how to describe them, classic rock, hard rock, heavy rock band, uh, who were responsible for hits like uh, All I Want to Do Is Make Love to You, uh, Barracuda, and lots of others. Fantastic, fantastic group. Really, really great. Um, and that's actually what they most remind me of, just on a, on a heavier scale. Um, not not so power ballad driven. But there are definite throwbacks here to sort of 70s, 80s hard rock. And then, of course, there's sort of influences and bits of sort of post-rock, like um, more recent stoner movements, as I say, with these big extended jams and really cool vocals, wonderful bass lines in there. And very very tight band and i totally recommend you check them out and uh maybe we should get them on the podcast sometime soon maybe we can start doing more interviews again and that's burgett or burgett jones and uh they're around and about they're in berlin based in berlin don't think they've got any upcoming shows now but definitely check them out you can check them out on their own website and on bandcamp Let's take a quick review or a quick recap of some more known stuff that's out there, though. And I only want to draw your attention, really, to uh, one song this week that really caught my attention. And it's from the album Punisher uh, by Phoebe Bridges. And the song is I Know the End. Somewhere in Germany, but I can't place it. Man, I hate this part. If you don't know much about Phoebe Bridges, definitely Google her, although you're going to find a lot of stuff about Ryan Adams, unfortunately, as well, because she was caught up in that whole fuck-up with um, with Ryan Adams, um, which is very unfortunate because she is such a talent, and um, it's kind of a shame that in some circles it's taken this whole disgusting episode with Ryan Adams to really bring her to the front um and yeah that makes me a bit sad and a bit disappointed but to people in the know phoebe bridges is great and has been great for a long time now the latest album punisher it's been out for a few months now i can't quite remember when it came out in 2020 maybe may or june and um 
I still haven't got around to actually purchasing it on vinyl, um, but I would love to, and I really should. Um, but it's a really cool album, and it's definitely going to be in my top ten of the year. It's cool, but depressing, but kind of happy, but kind of not. I would say it's dark. It's definitely got dark tones to it, and I don't know if you're familiar with the work Dark, which is on Netflix, speaking of dark, um, but it kind of to me is like a soundtrack for that series. So if you've seen the program Dark, you'll realise it's not depressing per se. It's um, it's dark. It is what its name is. And it doesn't shy away from some sort of bizarre topics and depression and just misery. And I kind of feel like that Punisher is like that also. And while every song isn't necessarily outwardly depressing... I do think it deals with a lot of disappointment and a lot of rage and a lot of anxiety and a lot of sadness and a lot of just these conflicting emotions, these unhappy, conflicting emotions that you might feel in your day. And I mean, especially at a time like now, I think it's incredibly relevant, uh, this album and this um, outlet for this. But the song I think that encapsulates it the most is I Know The End. And this is the latest song that's sort of been released on her various channels. It's stunning, really. It might be one of my favourite songs I've heard in the last ten years. Um, and I say that with no hint of exaggeration. And the best way to describe it is really Seagull Ross come Taylor Swift come Sharon Van Etten come Robin cross with Muse bizarre sort of blend of stuff there it's this swelling huge rousing miserable tune really about just time passing by and life passing by and it kind of starts out with what I feel is her sort of reflecting about life on the road and it soon sort of blends into just how life overall is flashing you by and how the end is coming for everyone and there is absolutely nothing you can do about it, but you don't also need to be afraid of that. So it's kind of got this undercurrent of hope, but it is laced with absolute melancholia. And, I mean, it just descends into madness. The song really takes a turn around a minute or so from the end that you see coming, but you also don't. It's simultaneously surprising and not but it kind of is cathartic, like all the better for it. Um, go and check it out, just do. I, I'm gonna play a little bit of it so you can hear sort of how it sounds, but I don't wanna ruin the climax. So I would go and check it out. That's Phoebe Bridges' I Know The End, and if you like that, definitely look into Punisher. Really cool album and will definitely be in my sort of top 10, probably even top three, come the end of 2020. And that's all we've got time for on this week's very quick edition of BPM Pod. My thanks to all of you for listening and uh, thanks to all of the musicians who keep getting in touch to appear on the podcast. We're going to resume interviews a bit soon. It's taking a bit of time, as you know, on my end. I still got a job, got a family and uh, got other responsibilities to do as well as, you know, keeping fit and keeping mentally and emotionally, emotionally sane and things. So uh, time does slip away. But we're getting back into the whole review thing now. Uh, now it's sort of easier to review 
people and interview people and uh, we can even start doing some of these in person again so you can expect some more flow of sort of interview episodes soon starting next week with Hans Anelson so uh, definitely check that out next time with Hans Anelson my longtime collaborator, songwriter, partner. I write lyrics for his band or studio outfit called The Vegetarians. I sing on a few of his songs too. Uh, he's produced a whole album of mine and mastered it, mixed it, and uh, we continue to sort of collaborate here and there. That's Hans Anelson. We have a very, very long conversation. So be prepared for that episode because really Hans is one of the most musically knowledgeable people I've ever met. And, uh, It's a pleasure, absolute pleasure to talk to him. So stay safe, everybody. Stay lucky. Uh, Thank you again for your support and for listening. And I'll see you next time.